Welcome to The Wet Podcast, episode number 16. January 9th of 2015. Happy New Year. My New Year is going okay so far. Um, the last thing you might remember hearing from me was that I had a uh, goal of reaching 1 million words this year. And I think that's going to be the big news. Uh, today, I should tell you, is a solo cast. Uh, again, it's just me speaking. I have an interview lined up for next week, which I think you're going to be really interested in, so I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, you can reach me at ericmarshall.net. That's E-R-I-K-M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L.net. The show notes for this podcast are at ericmarshall.net slash what, and this is episode number 16. If you want to get a hold of me, uh, Eric at ericmarshall.net is my email address, and uh, a great way to get a hold of me is on Twitter at emarsh. I also have a uh, Twitter account for this podcast, which uh, we will get into later. It's called, it's Wet Podcast, but uh, today I want to talk a lot about social media, and uh, I'm going to talk about uh, that Twitter handle <laughs> when we talk about that. But um, going back to the million words thing, so. Um, the good news is that, uh, as of this morning, the ninth, I have written every single day in January in 2015. So that's nine straight days, which may not sound like a lot, but I don't know. I'm pretty happy about it. It's a good chain so far. Um, in order to be on pace for a million words, I have to write about 85,000 words a month, more or less, between 85 and 87. Um, in order to do that, I should be on pace. To be on pace, I should be at um, 24,000 today. As of the end of today, I should be at about 24,000 words. Uh, I am not at 24,000 words. I'm at 17,000 words, uh, 17,796 to be exact, which means I have 67,000 words left in the month. Wow. Saying this out loud, <laughs> these are big numbers. Um, but you know, on average I should be writing 2,700 words a day. Um, my spreadsheet here tells me that I actually now should be writing 3,000 words a day a day in order to reach my monthly target. Uh, it's doable. It's definitely doable. My best day was the 3rd of January where I wrote uh, 3,400 words. That was an hour in the morning from 1130 to 1230, a half hour later in the afternoon and another half hour later. So all told, it was only two hours. So um, I'm, I'm a fairly fast typist. And when I, when I know what I'm writing, what I want to write, I can go pretty quickly. And I think a lot of people find this too. If you have a good outline or a good idea, you can uh you can usually get some some words in. And that was my best day, the the third of January. My worst day was the very next day, the fourth of January, where I only wrote seven hundred and eighteen. I had a bit of a family emergency that day and I was stuck um 
hanging out in a hospital waiting room for most of the day. Um, nothing serious. Everything's fine. <laughs> but uh, that took a lot of my day. I ended up stealing away to the coffee shop for a little while and writing those 718 words. So that was good. And the last three days, last two days, I should say, or just over a thousand, kind of a little bit frustrating these last few days. It is the first week of the semester. Um, and I've had to copy syllabi and meet new people and take care of things from last semester and stuff like that. So not really excuses, but, uh, you know, just, I guess, explanation. So I think I can pick it up. Uh, in the coming weeks, and uh, definitely will keep you updated on that because I know you care about my million word pledge. Um, I'm wondering if anybody else has taken pledges or has goals, I guess you could say, uh, for writing or creating this year. Let me know in the show notes at ericmarshall.net slash wet. What have I been writing? Um, well, I've been writing a, a series of short stories that um, I will probably publish under a super secret pen name. So you'll probably never see them, or if you do, you won't know that they're me. Um, yeah, so that's that's a lot of what I've been writing. But um, I've also been writing uh, a, what's going to be an email responder. It's something I started actually last Gosh, I don't know. It was uh, 2013. I started it in like May or June of 2013. And it's um, a list of excuses for why you're not writing and why they're a bunch of BS, <laughs> basically. Uh, I'm toning it down a little bit from that, but basically saying like these are excuses that people use. Um, here's why they're not really valid. And here are ways to deal with them. And it was going to be a long blog post. Uh, initially, and then I thought about maybe doing it as a, um, as a, maybe a series of videos, but now I've decided that it'll be an email responder. So people who sign up for my email list, once I get it up and once I get the autoresponder up and running, will get every day a different excuse basically for, um, for why they're not writing some right now I have about a dozen of them. So, uh, I highly recommend that you do sign up for my email list either way. Um, you can go to ericmarshall.net and fill your email address in up on, on top. Uh, I do send things to the email list that you will not hear on the podcast and you will not see in the blog. And uh, I don't really bombard you or anything. I think I've sent, I think in 2014, I sent like five emails total or something like that. Um, I'm not, not real, not real good at corresponding, I guess. You're that or I just don't feel like bugging people. It's probably a little bit of both. So, because who wants to be bugged in their e- inbox? So, uh, I've been writing that as well. I've got about, oh, I don't know, a couple thousand words written on that. So, that's uh, that's good. What I've found is that when I'm in the middle of a project, when I wake up and I know that the project is partway finished, I can sit down and start writing and just go. Uh, when I'm between projects, if I finish one and I'm starting a next one the next day, that's when I have trouble. I, I'm like, what do I want to write? What do I want to start? You know, do I want to work on this thing or that thing? Because I have a long list of projects that I'm working on or that I want to work on. Um, and that's when I get stuck. I get stalled. I put it off. I start checking the internet. I start looking at Facebook. 
I stare at the screen for a while. Um, once I get started, though, I'm usually pretty good. So that's that's what I'm learning so far about myself. I think this is probably true for a lot of people too. If you if you're in the middle of something, it's easier. If you're starting something, it's harder. So that's uh, that's what I've been writing and, and how I've been writing and what I've what I've learned in the first nine days of the year so far. So it's been uh, it's been crazy. Another thing, actually, there's another thing I, I'm learning, which is the more I write and the more I'm in the creative habit. Uh, the more ideas I get. So instead of waiting for inspiration, I think that just sitting down and doing it will give you more ideas. And it can be frustrating and overwhelming to get new ideas while you're writing something because you want to do everything at once. But um, I have a file in Scrivener where I just put, it's called ideas, and I just have a different tab, a different folder for each idea, and I just throw them in there. And um you know, when the time comes, the time comes. And that's interesting too, because I look through that file, and I, sometimes I don't even remember coming up with those ideas. Sometimes they're dreams that I had. Sometimes they're ideas I had while writing or driving or taking a shower. These are the times you get ideas, right? Is when you can't do anything about it. <laughs> you're in your car. You're in the shower, right? You're taking a walk or whatever. Um, but usually, I'll try to get those down as soon as possible. But like I said, a lot of them I don't even remember writing down and a lot of them are pretty good ideas so that's a good good habit to get into uh, and these are the sorts of things I've been thinking about because I'm writing that uh, email responder about excuses one thing that's been on my mind uh, a little bit lately is social media like many of you I have a personal Facebook account with uh, friends colleagues, relatives, um, you know, you name it. And it's fine, you know, for what it is. Facebook is. It's good for, you know, I like to be able to see pictures of my nephew and niece and get updates from my uh, family members who live far away or friends who live in other countries and and things like that. But um, I'm getting increasingly frustrated with Facebook lately. Uh, mostly because of the algorithms that they use to decide what's in your feed. You know, I'll log in in the morning and I'll see a post from three days ago that I had already seen. And I don't know how many hundreds of friends I have, but I know that they're posting, right? And that there's something probably more current and probably more relevant to my current life than the three-day-old post that Facebook has decided to show me. And I I find it a little disconcerting because Facebook is trying to guess what I think is going to be interesting. And I think I think it's wrong most of the time, you know. Uh my closest friends, the ones I care most about, some of them never show up in my feed. Um while I get another hate-filled conservative rant from one of my distant relatives again or more cat pictures which i i love cat pictures cat pictures are fine you know because cats are cute but you know i think there's other stuff that's going on and so you probably noticed this too about facebook that you get the you get the same very small subset of people in your feed over and over 
Um, I've written an article about this, a short article in the uh, on the website Medium, and I will post to it in the show notes. Um, it's pretty short. It's about um, kind of some of the problems with Facebook and some of the uh, competitors that have cropped up lately to to compete with it. Um, and I'm going to talk about that right now, actually, but or in a second at least. So. This frust- the frustrating thing about Facebook, um, you know, I have a friend who told me that he had a friend who died and he had a lot of mutual Facebook friends with this person and, you know, all those people were sending condolences and you know how it goes when someone dies, when your Facebook friends dies, like condolences and I'm going to miss you and stuff like that. And he had a substantial number of mutual friends with this person, but it never showed up in his feed. And it wasn't until, I can't remember if it was a week or two later, one of his friends called him on the phone and said, Hey, did you know so-and-so died? You know, because that friend had been in the same boat where he didn't know because it hadn't come up in his Facebook feed. Now, maybe some of that is a problem of over-reliance on social networks for news like that. Um, on the other hand, who's going to call everybody, right? Um, especially, um, you know, kind of acquaintances or far-flung friends and stuff like that. And so what was Facebook showing him instead of this, you know, fairly important event that a lot of his mutual friends were responding to? Uh, I don't know. I wonder if maybe Facebook couldn't monetize that. You know, you can't you can't sell ads, perhaps, or they haven't found a way to sell ads on a on someone's death notice, so so they don't serve it up. And that's my major problem with Facebook is that more and more it's you'll see things like so and so likes blah blah blah, right? And and blah 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 has paid for an ad using your friend as social proof even though your friend all your friend did was click like once but it sounds like it's a more recent endorsement and um and that stuff floats to the top and i I just don't like not knowing where this is coming from this is one of the reasons i like twitter a lot better twitter is chronological now with twitter i follow i don't know seven or eight hundred people and um I miss stuff, obviously. It's too many people to follow. And since it's chronological, I log in in the morning and afternoon and sometimes in the evening, and I'm going to miss everything in the middle. But I'm okay with that because because I understand it. I get it. And if there are certain people I want to see, I can find them and click on their on their profile. And Twitter makes it really easy to organize people into lists. So I have a list for real life friends. So when I, I have a whole column in my tweet deck that's just real life friends. So I don't miss any of that and it doesn't get filtered or anything like that. Not yet. Anyway, I fear that Twitter will start doing that. Um, if they haven't already, I don't think they have, but, um, so that, that's one of the reasons, one of the many reasons I like Twitter a lot, a lot better than Facebook, but they both serve purposes. Um, there are two new competitors of note to Facebook. One of them is Sue, T-S-U, and the other one is L-O-E-L-L-O. And um, I'll put links in the show notes also to my profiles on these. Uh is kind of neat because they have a manifesto that says that they will not use advertising. They'll never use advertising. They'll never sell your data, which is great. I have no idea how they intend to make money or stay afloat, but... Um, but that's, that's their manifesto. That's their, that's their promise to the user. And it's great because it gives you this kind of unfiltered, un, 
um, affected by advertising kind of view of, of the people that you're in contact with there. Uh, I don't think it's going to work. I don't think it's going to take over Facebook because it's not sufficiently different from Facebook. And it doesn't, um, there are enough people who, for whom Facebook works fine, you know, because they don't think about these things or they don't care or they don't understand. Um, think about your grandma, you know, she doesn't, she's not going to move over to Ello, for example. Uh, the other one, Sue is, it goes in the exact opposite direction, which is basically it shares the ad revenue with you. And so if there's an ad served on one of your statuses, you are, you get a share of the revenue, apparently. I'm not sure exactly how it works. It sounds to me a lot like how YouTube works, um, where if you choose to put ads on your YouTube account, you get a share of that. Uh, I haven't really played around with Sue too much. It seems a little dirty to me, in a way. Um, I get the idea. It makes sense. Like If your data is being used for advertising, you should get some of that, right? But... I just see that going in the opposite direction of all clickbait all the time. You'll never guess what happened next. Get this free whatever if you click now. You know, I, I expect to see a lot of that on there. But those are two things to watch anyway. And my uh, Medium article is titled Why Neither Sue Nor Ella Will Overtake Facebook because I don't think either one will. Uh, but they're kind of interesting. And if you want to read that, I'll go to ericmarshall.net slash what, click on uh, episode number 16, and, and, and you can link from there to that article. So what this all brings me to is I do not have a Facebook page for this podcast. I do have a Twitter handle. And, you know, as the new year rolls through and I start reevaluating my strategies, I'm, I'm trying to decide what to do. For my uh, other podcast, the podcast that I co-host called That's a Wrap, uh, which you can find at that'srapshow.com. It's about film, and we swear a lot, so it's different from this podcast. Uh, we do have a Facebook page, and uh, we have... I don't know how many likes we have. I should probably check it out. Um, but we have, you know, in the hundreds, I guess, of likes, and we'll, we'll post to that to announce a new episode for example and you know it tells you in a in a group it tells you what your reach is how many people have i guess seen that particular um that particular post right so um i posted uh, December 13th, something about uh, The One I Love, which is a film we talked about before. And it says that it reached 26 people out of the 295 who have liked the page. That's tiny, right? Um, the one before that was 118 people, so that's almost half of the people that liked the page. But, of course, right next to the 26 people reached, it says, boost post. So they want you to boost the post, which means pay to make the post float up in people's news feeds. So they want you to pay for advertising, basically, which is part of their business model, and I get it. That's fine. Um, but it makes it less reliable, in my opinion, because I'm wondering if the 26 reach, is that just organic reach of people who happen to be on at the time that we posted that? Or is Facebook purposely suppressing your page views or your reach or whatever in order to get more views or get more money through boost posts, right? 
they might be artificially making it lower so that you will then pay to artificially make it higher, you know, and that also feels dirty to me, you know, uh, partly because I don't feel like paying to promote a post um, and partly because it just seems like extortion almost in, in a certain way. Um, which, you know, brings me back to the email list. This is why I think an email list is so important for anybody who wants to, to announce anything. And that's why I have one for my blog, A Memorable Fancy, you know, because I own that, you know, the list, I go through a service, but it's, I own the list. I have the email addresses. They're portable. It's a way to get a hold of people. I'm not relying on somebody else's platform. Uh, I decided not to make a Facebook page for the wet podcast, partly for that reason. I don't want to, I don't want you to go like the wet podcast and then never see anything from me because I don't pay to promote the posts. Uh, on the other hand, I know a lot of people are on Facebook and I know that's where a lot of people find, you know, information in in their ways. I and mean, that's how I find a lot of my information about for example, um, if a local bar is having an interesting beer release, I, I, you know, I follow local bars for that reason, you know, things like that. So I, I'm beginning to wonder if maybe I'm not serving my community well by not having a Facebook page. Um, it's work, you know, to maintain another page, but it's not that much work, to be honest with you, especially on top of the work that I'm doing in recording and editing this podcast. But um, I do have a Twitter handle, which I never use. Um, I'm very active on Twitter at emarsh, E-M-A-R-S-H, my, my Twitter handle. But on the web podcast, basically all I'm doing is um, posting when new episodes come out, uh, more or less. And even then, I'm missing some of that. I have to set that up to be more automatic. But um, I wonder about that, too, because at the at the web podcast, I only have a few followers. I don't really... I don't really promote it that much. I, I have 20 tweets and five followers, <laughs> you know, and yeah, I know just don't pay a lot of attention to it. So every time I post a, uh, every time I post an episode, like for example, when this episode goes live, it will automatically post to the wet podcast. It's uh twitter.com slash wet podcast. That's the handle. And that's about all I do. I don't really, uh, I don't really do a whole lot of retweeting or, or interaction or anything like that. And I wonder if that hurts me. I wonder if, you know, when people go to the wet podcast at ericmarshall.net slash wet, and then they click over to the Twitter handle, they're like, gee whiz, only five followers and 20 tweets, you know? I don't know. I think it's because I don't promote it. So I'm rethinking my strategy. Should I start an Elo page? Should I start a Sue page? I mean, whatever. But should I have a Facebook page for this thing? Am I overthinking it? Have I already spent too much time thinking and talking about this? I feel like I have, to be honest with you. But um, but I wonder if that's a good idea. Uh, I do have, an, like I said, an email list. And um, you can sign up for notifications just for the wet podcast if you want to without being, uh, you know, without getting a lot of the other emails that I send. Um, so you can be notified of of by email of episodes of this podcast if you want to that's that's fine i'm just trying to make it easy for you to be notified more or less but uh, it's hard because you're entering into somebody else's commercial space when you're on a lot of these social networks which means that your data can be used for advertising it means that you don't know if you're getting the reach you want and you don't know if you're getting the information that you desire because 
there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that you're just not aware of and that you'll never be aware of. So these are the things that I think about when it comes to kind of what they call digital sharecropping, putting your your digital identity online on somebody else's space, you know, especially an advertising-based space. Um, So let me know what you think. You know, should I start a Facebook page for this? It'd take me about 10 minutes (laughs) maybe to do so. So it's not that big a deal to start one. Um, And I could set it up to automatically update with with new posts. Um, Are you interested in an email list? Uh, You should sign up for mine anyway, in my in my opinion anyway um yeah well, i was gonna say do you follow me on twitter but since only five people follow me the answer is probably no <laughs> you can it's not gonna it certainly won't fill up your stream um yeah what do you think what's what's a good way for me to notify you of new episodes and how do i kind of escape that that the dangers of digital sharecropping once again thanks for listening this is uh the wet podcast writing education and technology next week there will be an interview um next couple weeks i think i have interviews coming up that are uh, gonna be really interesting and, and i'm really excited to talk to the people i have lined up so stay tuned uh stay tuned for that you can find this website at ericmarshall.net slash wet. That's where you'll find show notes. You can find me on Twitter at emarsh. Uh, thanks for listening to yet another solo cast. And stay tuned next week for a really exciting interview. Good day. Bye.